Uh, Brandon Vogel is with us. Counterread.com uh, is where you can log on and find Brandon Vogel, Aaron Sorensen, amazing work uh, throughout the week uh, with their coverage. Vogues, uh, let's dive in, man, and get your take here on on Talia. And we we beat this up a little bit yesterday on Friday's show, and Cranach nailed it. Uh, his uh, handle says, <laughs> uh, you know what to do, Talia. <laughs> Mark Cranach, not weekend journalists, not traveling journalists, but are you surprised? Uh, college football insider. Yeah, noted noted yeah. college football insider. How do you think this outsider. shakes out? Uh, is is Talia a, a guy that Nebraska inquires about? I, I think you do if you're Nebraska, and I know Dylan's your dude. Okay, I'm not trying to start controversy. I just know that he uh, is is a quarterback that Rule is constantly raved about. Did so the week of Maryland. Did so the week after Maryland. Just the, how good a good a baller he is. I think the NFL draft class for 2024 is brutally crowded. So I would go try and find a, another year of eligibility. Not that Talia can't get drafted or land somewhere, but in, in most years, he's probably a top-five quarterback. I don't think he is this year. Yeah, I don't think the way things are shaking out with the current class, he, he looks that way um, at the moment. So. I don't know. I guess I'd be a little surprised if Nebraska got far, far down that road. But I do think it's, yeah, you got to at least see, um, you know, thinking about the college football, the national championship game on Monday, you know, is, is Talia the best quarterback Michigan face this year? Might be. He might be the best quarterback a lot of Big Ten teams face this year. I mean, mm-hmm. the quality is the quality is is there. Um, and just listen to you, like it wasn't just rule. Um, multiple multiple coaches over the year kind of heard praise praise Tago Vailoa. Um, I would like to propose. So there have been some rumors out there about what Nebraska is going to make. Is it going to shake up the staff a little bit or reassign some roles? key one being their quarterback coach as Mark was the first person in the world to call Dylan Raiola and then mm-hmm. foresaw this Talia Tagovailoa uh, <laughs> transfer. I think Mark is in that, the, the new quarterback's coach. Mark, would you, would you care to confirm or deny? Not at this time, <laughs> um, but I, but I would like to uh, just reassure everybody um, that we're going to run the ball. You know, okay. I'm going to teach these guys <laughs> to field snap <laughs> and hand it off like really well. Like they're gonna learn how to do that. Listen, do you, honestly though. Do you, and by the way, if you're if you're watching on the stream or uh, and you see Elijah is missing, it's because Power went out of the studio. He will be back. He will be back. Uh, yeah, as long as Power's restored, and this isn't the big mother attack from from Mother Russia. Um, hopefully, that's not the case. Um, if it is, do you guys have any rations? Um, I'm just curious. I did not do any doomsday prepping. Okay, so do you think though? Do you think Nebraska will make a contact to talking about, or do you think it's a non-starter? I, I would assume Brandon, it starts with a hey, how are you conversation with the Rayola family saying, "Hey, what do y'all think?" Yeah, it probably does start there, and depending on the answer you get there, I guess um, I, I would may, I would be a little surprised, but just just a little. Like it, it's kind of kind of a coin flip of do you make the call or not and, and maybe it shades 55 percent you do just to just to see like chris said be like 
Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you want to, you want to have a conversation? You want to meet for a coffee someday? Um, and if, if he says no, I think Nebraska is okay with that. Like, I, I really do think that they're kind of on the path that they're on um, through at least the spring. And, and that makes some, makes some sense to me as time has gone on, you know, I, I, the week of McCord's visit and Riola, I was kind of, I felt pretty adamant that Nebraska needed another quarterback. Um, and the situation hasn't changed. Like the roster hasn't changed yeah. since then, but it seems like rule and staff is kind of pretty committed to the path that they, they chose to go down. Um, so I'd be surprised if that changes pre spring. After mm-hmm. after spring, you know, there, there's another small portal window there. You'll you'll learn some things about the quarterbacks. Um, there'll be more roster movement at Nebraska and everywhere else. Um, so I'm guessing they they stand on the quarterbacks they have at the moment. Brendan Vogel with us from Counter Read CounterRead.com. Elijah Herbal is trying to find power as he is back in studio studio. Um. And uh, there is no power there, so he's going to have to resuscitate one of the gerbils in the back that run on the wheel, <laughs> and uh, and and figure it out. So we are missing us some Elijah. I hope things are okay, power wise. But again, another quarter in the vending machine should help. Um, now the the quarterback discussion is fascinating. I think I think Talia falls in that category a difference maker the rule has touched on, right? Dowdell is somebody that, okay, he's got multiple years, just 13 carries and 90 yards at Oregon. And just such a, a, a unique back with his size. That's not an issue. You look at Banks and Nayor, both one-year guys, but man, the body types and what they bring to the offense on top of uh, – their size, it's it's the experience, and, and you have a room that needs kind of that elder statesman. You just do. Uh, at quarterback, I as good as Dylan can be in the skill set that he has, and he is of that rarefied air that you come in and play a guy <laughs> like that early when he and if he wins the job. It happens every week. It, it, it's, it's on that path, so you just you just – live with some growing pains, but those growing pains are a lot easier to, to heal up than, than a lot of quarterbacks that are starting for the first time. But Talia is a little different to me. And Bogues, there's, I don't know, I'm going to make a, a crazy assumption because of the whole Hawaii connection that maybe there's some family history. I don't know, with um, Talia and, right? and, and, the, and the Riolas. Mm-hmm. So, I think anyone else, if you're going to go get a portal quarterback, that would that would probably tick off the Riolas. If it's Talia and he's a Hawaiian dude, maybe maybe it's okay. I I think, and Walter nails this. I think with Tua being in Miami, I think that's the landing spot. I mean, the U is a quarterback away and a lot of things away, but um, I I think I think Miami will spend, spend, spend to get him because they've, they've just done nothing but underachieve. 
Yeah, they're a quarterback and some better game management away. <laughs> uh, kind of been a consistent problem. Uh, you're talking my you're talking Miami, not Nebraska. <laughs> yes, Miami. Um, so I, that it makes it makes a lot of sense for for a lot of reasons, and and we've seen Miami be pretty active with with some of the quarterbacks. I don't have they landed one yet. Um, you know, teams can take two, of course. <laughs> um, but I, I just know they've been in the mix for some of these high-profile guys, and they they all ended up going elsewhere. So uh, they've had all the visitors, but no, I mean they 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 have not done it. And I know there's been a little history, guys, with Miami, and Miami's probably not alone. Where what you promise isn't what you get. <laughs> <laughs> This, hey, real quick, I, I I googled, and you talk about the connection between the uh, Riolas and Tugavailoa. Who knows? Maybe they fought at this event. But in 2020, Dominic Riola, along with Haloti Nada and somebody else, was inducted into the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, and Tua was the College Player of the Year at that same event. And so there is a photograph of multiple folks, about ten of them. They've and met. Dom is a couple people away from Tua. So they've been in the same room at the same event at least. We do know that much. We do know that much. And presumably Dylan was there. And so was little brother. And they all hung out. And then they talked about coming to Nebraska. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I do think I do think the, the Hawaiian angle here, not just in this case, but in other cases that we've seen, does does kind of open some doors. It, it is it is remote. Um, it's kind of like how I do everybody in the panhandle from like 1995 to 2002. Like, it's just not that many people. You're out there all by yourself. You might as well. You might as well get to know everybody. Uh, he's from the panhandle. <laughs> I know him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So. I need to shift gears here and do the uh, world of solid. Elijah, you're back. Did you? Yeah, another- we, had a, we had a power surge here at the station. Uh, everything shut down, so all of the alpha media uh, stations were down momentarily. I was told from our good friend Chris Goforth that he witnessed the RV sign down the street kind of blow up uh, due to this power surge. Oh, uh, no. It was quite scary for a moment uh, as I was sitting here in the dark missing the show our, our recording of the show has gone away so apologies if you're listening and you're like wow the audio quality doesn't sound as good today it's because the audio surge absolutely ruined my recording of this show so i'm gonna have to go back and work my elijah herbal magic to pull this audio it might not sound as good so i do apologize in advance if you're 20 minutes into this show saying eh, this sounds weird but we are back we are alive i believe all the stations are back in the air all the uh, the alarms have shut off and uh, we're good to roll so. There we go. Adam uh, checks in. Chris better ask <laughs> Mark about his date last <laughs> night at the Blatt, the Bachelor Let's edition. Let's not. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> That's hilarious. Were you there, Adam? Like, what's going on? Were you there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, you're E-list celebrity. People are recognizing you out in public now. Oh, my goodness. That is a trip. That is a trip. God bless Blatt, man. Oh, chicken and waffles. Whew. Come on now. It's a corn. It's a cornbread jalapeno waffle. Really? Oh, and he was on a date with. He should have said hi, Adam. I had no idea. Next time, say hi. I had no idea. Was on a date. 
that that is Adam was on a date with mm-hmm. his wife. This is not Cranack that was on a date with Adam's wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's clear that up. Let's clear that up real quick. My goodness. What a trip, man. Oh, yeah. no, that'd be funny. That uh, would be, no, it would not. <laughs> Cranack, why is your leg broken? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Can we, I'm just imagining this Adam dude, Cranack. On a date with his wife, so yeah, he does a he does a Saturday morning show, and this dude just angrily hops on every single Saturday. <laughs> Folks, this is why you get up in the morning with us, of course. Um, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we can bring it back real quick, real quick. Hey, and also in transfer news, also um, related to Nebraska, but volleyball. Landfair Taylor Landfair from Minnesota. Player of the Year 2022, if I'm not mistaken, in the Big Ten, decides to transfer to Nebraska. What does that do? What does that portend for Nebraska? I know some folks in volleyball circles were kind of surprised by it because they see her as maybe like a a Terminator only and that she's not a good rotational player. What what do you take away from that one? Yeah, I mean, it's it, that that part does stick out. It 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 reminded me a little bit of kind of rules rules approach to the portal where if you're going to take somebody, you know, for a longer term kind of project, I guess it's not a project. Obviously the, the player is pretty well established, but you probably do want that, that six rotation player. Um, but Nebraska does plenty, plenty well kind of identifying those players and bringing them along through traditional high school recruiting. I think this is a case where it's just like, hey, if we got a chance to upgrade, if we've got kind of a Terminator, um, which, you know, Nebraska, I think this year was was the best it had been in that front on that front since probably Fecky. Yeah. Um, this this you know only helps them i mean nebraska is again gonna be right there top one two three teams in the country to start the season expectations are going to be super high um this you know i think this 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 makes them a stronger a stronger option um as as a national title contender and i i don't think there's any reason to kind of dance around that with a player of her caliber yeah yeah and then you add in pierce the incoming freshman who was at a all American game this, this weekend or this week. And she, she won that. She was like the MVP of that. And she is a, uh, between Murray, her Beeson Landfair, Krause, if she comes back, that's, that's as potent as Nebraska has maybe ever been offensively. Yeah. And you've still got perhaps the best floor defender in the country and you're set at setter for <laughs> the foreseeable future. So yeah. uh, it's, it's just crazy. The like, uh, you know, and we've seen some departures from from Nebraska as well. But like the competition level in that gym is just like it's it's always so high, and it seems like it gets a little bit higher somehow each year. Hmm. Hmm. We could switch it around to hoops too. What the hell's going on with Nebraska ball? Like, listen, listen to this, fellas. Number one, Purdue is coming into town. What Tuesday? Tuesday. And you could find tickets for like yeah. seven dollars. So, and here's Nebraska, what, 11 and two now, or is it 12 and two? 12, 12 and two. 12 and two. Like, did you hear what they, I just they, said? They win today. Those tickets will not be available. It'll, well, it'll go, it'll go zero to 60 with the bandwagon of Nebraska basketball. And it'll be the most hyped and sought after ticket since no sit Sunday on Tuesday. If they win today against Purdue. 
Or against Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, not against. I mean, 12 and two tickets are, it's like the Nebraska fans are just conditioned at this time of year to not even worry about it. <laughs> right. So nobody's even whatever. But 12 and two and playing what, like they dominated Indiana. Dude, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a fluke. That wasn't, oh, somebody got hot or whatever. Flat out outplayed them. Ran them out of the gym in the second half. Like, did you think that would – rewind a couple of years ago to Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska. Did you think that something like that was going to be possible? No, it didn't, it didn't feel that way a couple of years ago. It, it felt like um, the Nebraska was, was a little bit stuck. Um that kind of this level that's just below the the middle of the Big Ten. I mean, we saw a couple of seasons that were <laughs> uh, worse than that. But, like, that kind of felt like the ceiling to me. Like, if, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking two, three years ago, you're like, ah, they, they get this turned around, they hit on some transfers. Um, maybe maybe you climb to that level. To be at 12-2, and two, it's early January. There's, there's a lot of tough basketball yet to be played. Um, and, you know, the Big Ten – is, is probably down a little bit from, from what it's been in recent years, but still like they're above that level that I would have put as maybe their best case scenario a couple of years ago. Cause it seemed like we knew where, where this Hoiberg uh, tenure, unfortunately was headed. Um, and this year, you know, they're, they're showing something else. The, I haven't looked at the numbers recently, like within the last week or so, but shot quality is a, a site that I, I look at a lot for basketball that just, kind of measures the quality of the shots that you're taking. Cause I like to look at the most boring stats possible like <laughs> success rate in football. And, and this year, the big difference for, so Nebraska is defending like there's the shot quality allowed um, is defending at about the same level. It was a year ago, which, you know, we knew Nebraska was a pretty good defensive team last year. The big difference this year is they're getting better shots um, on the offensive end. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's another year of case a it, it's having masked. They just have some, some more firepower there, but that's, that's an encouraging, encouraging spot to be. Um, because if you think about it in terms of like predictive numbers, like how good the shots you're getting um, is, is kind of the game in, in a nutshell. 19 and five over their last 24 under Hoiberg. Think about that. Like, Dating back to last year, nineteen and five. They've been a program that has it, it, it's just clicked a little bit too late. The last two seasons, now they have been humbled, not only by Creighton but then by Minnesota. And I tell you what, with this basketball team, they have role guys. They have role guys that accept their role first and foremost, but they're great at their role. Gary defensively is, is, is a a really nice two way player. Uh, Juwan Gary and can be as athletic of a headache as you want or need. Bryce uh, is a guy that not only takes big shots or, or needed shots, but makes those shots. Think about Michigan state. There was zero offensive flow in the second half against Indiana, right? You're stagnant. The league got chipped down to eight. What's he do? He catches, he fires, he drills a three to push it back up to double digits. Alec is Nebraska's version of Rodman. 
uh, on court <laughs> with uh, his hustle and defense. And then you got a guy that loves to, to be the showman in Tomanaga. And when he gets on a heater, uh, you saw him go for 18 of his 28 uh, against Indiana. Indiana's studly with four and five star guys. They're just soft. Well, that's, look, not, look, that's, yeah. not, that's not Nebraska's fault. Nebraska just put him in a phone booth. It was great. So and, and, I think I think this could be a banner year because of Nebraska's mentality and then the versatility they have. And you talk about the mentality, Schmitty. I feel like it's exemplified by the coach's son, like flying under the radar a little I bit. I love him. Don't uh, forget Sam Hoiberg. Sam Hoiberg is getting not a guy you'd expect to be a Division One college basketball contributor. Like you go back two years, you go, oh, Sam Hoiberg, nice story. Get some minutes off the bench, fan favorite. He's actually a key contributor to this team with the the defensive effort he brings off the bench. I mean, offensively, I don't think defenses are are circling Sam Hoiberg in the scouting report and saying we need to stop this guy. But offensively, when Sam Hoiberg's on the floor, I think we're reaching a point where offenses need to take note and say, this guy's aggressive, this guy's got active hands, this guy loves to jump passing lanes. He's been a real weapon for this Nebraska team defensively off the bench, which is not a role I was expecting him to be And if you go back even a year uh, to, to just Sam Hoiberg's development. It's a credit to him, and it's a credit, credit to what he brings every single day in terms of role acceptance. Yeah, and I think all those pieces that you guys just mentioned, they, they also allow Wiltshire to kind of fill the role that he's uh, tailor-made to to fill, and he, he, he did a great job of that against against Indiana. You know, that to, to Mark's point about why are there tickets for Purdue – still available for $7. I think that Minnesota loss still kind of resonates a little bit. It was, it was from the old times, you know, it felt, it felt painfully familiar for, for Nebraska fans. I think based on the, the net ratings, like if, if Nebraska wins that they're three and one this year against Q1 and Q2 teams, the loss being Creighton um, instead they're two and two. And it just sticks out because, because of how, how that loss unfolded. Minnesota's Minnesota's a quality team, but still, yet yeah, Nebraska had that one. Brandon, something we talked about plenty on this show with Husker PTSD with this Husker basketball program. Like, there's just this feeling out there that you're Husker basketball, you haven't won a tournament game. We can't have nice things. Is kind of the sentiment, and I think that's why people go back to this Minnesota game and say, "See, this team's not perfect. It's it's not as good as we think it is." They dropped it to Minnesota, but I think what the past, I guess, I don't know, two weeks has showed me. Uh, from the the grittiness they showed against North Dakota, the dominance against Indiana, that fantastic win going back a little further against Michigan State whenever I kind of counted this team out, is this team is more representative of those games than they were of that week-long stretch against Creighton and Minnesota when they were down on themselves. College basketball season's a grind. They didn't have it that week, but I think what we've seen since then is so much more indicative of what this team is, and now they have uh, two huge tests in front of them with Wisconsin and Purdue to show that you are not a paper tiger. You don't fold to the challenge like you did against Creighton, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it's the the next two coming up are are a huge opportunity. Um, And, and, you know, Nebraska is not going to be favored in either of those. They may go 0-2, but, like, play well. Like, show that that you're – you truly are there. Um, You are where your record says you are. Um, That would be be a huge step. And, you know, that record right now – a lot can change. It, it would have them in the NCAA tournament. And at that point, it becomes it becomes about a matchup. Because, you know, the thing I do think about with, with this Nebraska team, like you get to a tournament setting, you got a lot of nice pieces. We just talked about how they how they 
all complement one another. Like you got to get you got to get a bucket in a tournament game. Who are you going to? Like Casey can be, can be that guy, um, and if he's on, he's absolutely that going guy. Going to Bryce. I'm going to Bryce. Yeah, it's uh, so you know it, it's. Uh, I think we talked about it on Thursday a little bit. Like the margin is still pretty thin for this team, but they've got a chance to to show that maybe it's wider. Because I think to Elijah's point, a lot of this is residual from from all of us, you know, probably most of the people listening uh, who, who have just watched Nebraska basketball over the years. It's it's tough to ever believe that things are, are quite as good as they look because things looking good is unfortunately not the default setting. It's Brandon Vogel with us from CounterRead, CounterRead.com. Vogues, what is happening with Counter Read? Tell us, please, about Counter Read. How can folks subscribe and get caught up with you and Aaron Sorensen? Yeah, you can check us out at counterread.com. That's a, a Substack newsletter from myself and Aaron Sorensen. Uh, we publish two paid newsletters a week for subscribers and sprinkle in a couple of three free things then. Um, I kind of. We've obviously always got Nebraska sports going on, but football dominates so much that I kind of consider this the off season. And I always, uh, I always looked at the off season as a big opportunity to to dig into things and come up with you know, football is such and you add volleyball to it is such a con- constant drumbeat of a news cycle. Um, here you get a chance to to uh, kind of generate some story ideas and go after some some more creative things so that's kind of in the plans uh we're gonna have we've had we've been fortunate to have a couple of sit downs with ad trev alberts in the months leading up to this uh we'll be be doing that again here soon um so can look for that you can head over to counter read you can sign up for free and and check us out and uh hopefully you'll like what you see and uh sign up to become a become a subscriber Brandon, what we really need is a deep dive into Mark's insider college football sources and how he's pulling off all of these magical, magical uh, insider breaks on a Saturday. It's just I, instinct. I, I, th- I think you are literally in the dark at this point, uh, Elijah, but I, I have decided, I have forwarded the theory that Mark is, uh, is soon to be Nebraska's quarterback's coach. I mean, how <laughs> else do you know about Raiola? How else do you know about Tagovailoa? Um, that or he's Hawaiian, I guess, is the other thing we potentially establish. <laughs> Probably not that. Probably not Hawaiian. Uh, I would love to be. It would be great. But yeah. a little pale. A little pale. A little pale. We'll, a little we'll landlocked. Yeah. Per, perhaps. Folks, thanks for the time. Always appreciate you jumping in. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. There he is. Right, com with uh, Brandon Vogel.